right, welcome to today's episode of Musings. I wanted to share something with you today. I don't usually do this in the middle of the year, but actually, what am I saying? It's not the middle, it's the third month of the year. Um, I just feel like it's been a really long three months so far. It hasn't even been three months. Anyway, I don't usually talk about books mid-year. Usually I talk about books at the end of the year when I do my favorite books of the year, whatever I've been reading. And of course, lately I haven't been reading a lot of regular books just because I've been going to university and all of that. Um, however, I do think that there's a, a book that I read recently that has uh, been making me think a lot. And it's something that I think might be up some of your alleys as well. So I wanna talk about not only this book in question, but I also wanna talk about previous things the author's written and how I've gotten a lot of value out of that. Maybe something that you could explore for yourself. Um, and also just more broadly, the just lightly touch on the idea of political extremism and uh, the illiberal tendencies that are kind of all around us in surround sound on uh, both sides. So let's talk about Tim Urban's book, The Story of Us. Uh, it's a book that took him a really long time to write. And I know that there's a lot of people who've been following his blog for many years who have been waiting for this book. So I read it all in a, in a flurry when it first came out. I was really, really excited to read it. And um, I wasn't sure what to expect because for those of you who don't know, Tim Urban has a popular blog called Wait But Why. I really recommend you check it out. It It's different than regular text-based blogs. There's something unique about this one. There's something very substantial about some of, I mean, some of his article uh, articles are just like kind of funny. Like he has little drawings and they're just kind of amusing and whatever, but he tends to incorporate a lot of data and give perspectives on different ways to think about things. So for example, in one of his blog posts, one thing that really uh, made me think about my own life in a grand scale is I think he did this like uh, one square for every week of your life in 80 years or something like that, just the average human lifespan um, as, a, as a grid. So you can see this grid of squares as your entire life where every week is, is just, I don't know, I can't remember what that blog post called, but I printed it off and I had it on my fridge for a really long time and actually kind of colored in, okay, these were the years when I was at school, um, when I did this job and when I had this detour and what whatever else, like kind of the important life events. And then step back and saw like, Okay, so a third of it, more than a third of it's gone. Uh, that's that's the first part. And then the other part is seeing um, just, it, it's just, it's a weird experience to look at your life from that kind of uh, zoomed out view. So that was a cool post. And that one, a lot of his posts, I, I feel, have this timeless resonance. They, they stick with me. A lot of things I read, if you ask me about it two years later, hey, what was that about? I probably couldn't tell you. Um, it depends what it is. Like a lot of reading is just sort of casual for fun, whatever. You extract one idea out of it and then uh, maybe the fine details are forgotten. But with some of Tim Urban's blog posts, they, uh, they are things that I continually think back to. And I can think of two other articles in particular that I think are worth mentioning. And again, I, I didn't look up the titles in advance, so I apologize. He wrote, this one's gonna sound weird, but he wrote a, a, a series on Elon Musk. And it's gonna sound weird as a recommendation because I am not endorsing Elon Musk as a human. But there, the blog series is sort of only loosely about him. I guess it's like a little bit about him, but it's not like biographical or anything. I find it it's more just a very expansive personal growth article. Uh, a series of articles, I should say. There's a lot of words. I, I'd say, I think that series has like 20,000 words or something. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, it's really long, um, but it blew my mind when I first read it. 
Uh, it's just, uh, it got me to consider things in a totally different way. One of the big strengths of Tim Urban's writing, and I was curious to see how this would translate into his book, is that he's able to take complex topics and think of a way to um, approach them in systems. So he, he's good at like creating um, kind of like a structure but uh, about ideas that maybe you're sort of like kind of blobby and amorphous. He puts like a, a name to it. He's able to kind of um, uh, grid things out a little bit, which is a very almost mathematical way to approach topics, but I find it incredibly useful, especially with complex topics. So anyway, Elon Musk series, nothing really about Elon Musk. I haven't read it in a few years though, so I might be uh, just misremembering. Changed my life. The other one that changed my life was the... Um, the series on artificial intelligence. I think it was a series or or it was just, yeah, there was more than one post on this. Uh, Tim Urban did this fabulous deep dive into AI technologies, and that's what taught me what I know about AI. And I went on to read other books that uh, were recommended, and, and I've branched off a little bit since then. But that was that was the post that made me realize, like, wow, okay. I'm really interested in existential problems for our species. So I'm interested in things like climate change and pandemics and whatever it is. But AI was the thing that when I was reading about it, I'm like, this is the only thing that I can think of that has the potential to entirely eradicate all life. And, uh, you know, pandemics will never do that. There's not going to be a pandemic that erases all people, all uh, life from Earth in some sense. But AI could do that. Climate change, the, wor the world is still going to be okay. We might be in trouble. But... AI is different, and it, it really, um, I, I still think about that article continually, and I have, like I said, since pursued further research in the subject, it did a lot to not only inform me on what the main articles, or what the main arguments were in terms of AI, um, what both sides were saying, the people who were proponents and the people who were um, really afraid of what that te technology might entail, and uh, I just thought it was a very good way to introduce oneself to the topic. So if you're like I was and you don't really know anything about artificial intelligence technologies and how that might spell an existential threat to humanity, then highly recommend checking it out. It was really, really good and very engaging to read. His blog posts have the benefit of having his doodles um, and very clear prose that I, is, is very engaging. So anyway, how is this going to translate to a book though? Because the like a blog post is one thing, even if you're developing an argument over like 10,000, 20,000 words, it's still, it's still small compared to a book. And in addition, his blog posts are helped out by a lot of doodles. So what he did is he incorporated those doodles in his book. And what he also did is he did not do a print version of this book because it's so gigantic and it's got so many pictures that uh, there'd be no way to print it. So it exists as a, a Kindle book, uh, like an ebook um, and also an audiobook. I'd be really interested in listening to the audiobook version myself. I love having authors read to me, so uh, I love this book so much that I might actually um, go and do that. Do I sound like I'm fangirling out a little bit? I'm, I am fangirling out a little bit, but uh, anyways, I read this book, read it really fast, and it talks about political extremism, particularly as it uh, pertains to the United States, but I think that there's a global significance. You can see a rise of um, illiberal tendencies all across the world. Um, especially in uh, democratic nations. So I don't know about like all countries in general, but I mean, we see this in the United States and Canada. We see this in um, Italy and in France and stuff like that. So uh, I think it's important. It's uh, also very current. So a lot of the information that he's drawing from in this book is uh, from the last couple of years, which I think is really useful um, because this is a very um, 
constantly evolving topic. And the the thing that I love about this book kind of takes you on this journey up. We lay the foundations and we build frameworks, we uh, terminology, things that we can use as uh, reference points to take complex ideas. So for example, thinking about um, uh, like golems as a kind of our, our lower minds or our higher minds and, and creating images and ways to quickly, like a shorthand. So he does a really good job of creating these mental shorthands as we build from the ground up. And then it gets increasingly more um, complex as we go through the history of the Republican Party, which I think is a really cool setup, to uh, what ends up being the bulk of the discussion in the later chapters, which is um, essentially the, the extreme left and the damage that that's doing to society in terms of um, basically like not having the same access to free speech we might have even had 10 years ago in the uh, kind of like a cancel culture climate where a professor has to subscribe to a certain ideology, almost like, uh, which is kind of, it's, it's insane when you think about it. Uh, we don't require professors or educators to subscribe to a religious ideology. Um, so uh, to me, it's, it's, wow, it's just as extreme that uh, our college professors are losing their jobs because of something they said um, that gets drastically blown out of proportion. Um, people are labeling uh, people as, you know, racist and, and all these other things when maybe it's not always called for. Anyway, there's a lot of really extreme stuff that's happening, not only on campuses, but also in school classrooms and also um, in our institutions more generally, like even Google techno technological uh, institutions or um, the government. So when you have a, a subset of like a very min small minority of the population that is able to take such a massive impact on everyone, uh, in the fact that the majority of the people in the world or in the country don't share these same thoughts, um, but that these thoughts have managed to infiltrate our systems to such a strong degree that there's a compulsion to say things that you might not believe. There's a compulsion to listen to things that you might not um, uh, like and not be able to share your opinion. Anyway, I'm doing a pretty poor job of outlining this, but I think that he does a really balanced uh, he has a really balanced approach to discussing problems with the far right, but I think more specifically with the far left. And this is something that um, there's a, what is it, the, the dumbing, it's not the dumbing of the American mind, it's the, um, oh man, I can't remember what that book's name is. It's uh, the, the, not the numbing, not the dumbing, uh, dulling, uh, coddling, the coddling of the American mind is a precursor to a lot of these same thoughts. That book, I think, came out in the mid-2010s, so I think like around 2015, I could be wrong about that. And it talks specifically about campuses and problems with illiberalism in uh, campus culture and how that's just kind of a net negative to everyone in the world. And I'm saying very broad statements in in the country, in these institutions, etc. But he does it in a way that doesn't feel uh, like I don't feel like what he says is particularly polarizing. I feel like he does a good job of presenting evidence in a way that has a distinct point of view, but isn't um, 
necessarily going to inflame people. I think that it just makes a lot of sense. So um, I've been really lingering on these concepts and I'd love to chat about them with other people. So if anyone reads this book and uh, wants to weigh in on uh, with their two cents, I would love that. So that's all. I just wanted to give the name Tim Urban to those of you who are unfamiliar with his work, maybe direct you to a couple blog posts that are pretty eye-opening and his book, which I also thought was um, really well done, really eye-opening and just a fun ride when you uh, stick with it to its conclusion. I might not share his optimism uh, by the end. He's like, hey, we're going to get through this. This is a story of us. We're like a like the human team. Um, I got this very like uh, positive energy from him at the end, which maybe I'm a little bit more pessimistic about where things are going. But it was a great read. I'd love to know what you think. Thank you for watching today's episode or listening if you're listening to the podcast. And I'll catch you in the next one.